Your shelf or mine, where timeless questions are answered. If you have a cold hot pocket, is it just a pocket? If croutons are stale bread, why are they kept in airtight packages? A local podcast dedicated to entertainment and never following the plan. From the well-read minds of the Longview Public Library, your shelf or mine. Welcome to Your Shelf or Mine. I'm Becky Standle, Youth Services Specialist at the Longview Public Library. I'm Elizabeth Partridge, Adult Services Librarian at the Longview Public Library. Hi, Becky. Hi. How's it going? It's going okay. Oh. Had a, You've had a weird day I've today. I've had a weird day. Yeah. Started off weird. Yeah. Yeah. So my car won't shift. I mean, it will. I just... Do it doesn't want to. It doesn't want to. <laughs> and I don't know what time it is, but um, everything's going to be okay. Oh, yeah. This too shall pass. <laughs> well, after this <laughs> afternoon, I have five days off. Oh, well, indeed, this will pass. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. My brain has exited. Yeah. I, you know, since my day's off, mine hasn't returned. So. Oh. <laughs> my brain. Oh, my gosh. It's hard. Hard. Heard. You got your book out and everything. I have my book out, ready to talk. What else is going on? So, um, I've been working on this report for our summer reading this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been really getting in the zone on working on this report and forgetting all my other responsibilities. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty interesting. Like, I was really in the data yesterday. And then, I guess, the same thing today. So, do you want to know? Here, let me tell you this. So for our summer reading program for uh, youth, yes. does not include you. Does not include me. No. Okay. But we had 881 readers. Nice. And they logged 12,151 days of reading They are the amazing. That's yeah. pretty spectacular. It's cool. I think I was thinking like we should set a goal for next year and see how, how many, many days, days we can get to. And then offer some sort of thing. Like I've seen libraries where they're like, if you guys can get to whatever amount, mm-hmm. then I'll like... Shave my head. Whoa. I wouldn't shave my head. Whoa. <laughs> but I would like dye my you get hair. Get somebody else to shave. Their <laughs> I will shave your head. <laughs> Hilarious. That would be awesome. But I would so, like dye my hair sure. pretty much Purple? any color. Yeah. So, what kind of number would be a number worth? Yeah, like a stretch goal. Yeah. 12,000 is pretty big. It's almost 13,000, isn't it? No. What did it say? Twelve thousand one hundred. Oh, so twelve thousand is pretty big. <laughs> um, what if it was like twenty thousand? That's huge. That would be a lot. Does that count the teens? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Maybe for the first year it should be like eighteen thousand. But I don't want to just. That's six thousand more than this year. Yeah. Yeah. We'd have to have. Maybe that would make more people interested in signing up and doing it. Maybe. Maybe not. May, well, I guess the the incentive has to be pretty spectacular, right? Shave your head, Becky. Maybe if we get like the superintendent to do something. Hmm. Doctor Zorn, if you're hmm. listening, because <laughs> you want to like, shave your head. <laughs> so I think probably the kids that I know who would be motivated by something like me coloring my hair or whatever right. are already doing this, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That would be fun though. That's worth thinking about. Yeah, we had also talked a little bit about, like, kind of just when we were on school visits, about maybe next year introducing some sort of um, competitive component between the different schools. Oh, right. 
and seeing if like the this principals or whatever would be interested in doing something like that. Mm -hmm. Did I not hear that some of the schools actually asked for numbers from their schools particularly? Um, yes. Yeah. The, I think it was Olympic. Okay. And I will say I don't have these numbers in front of me, but we do have, you know, just people say what school they go right. to when they sign up. So we do have those numbers. I would say our highest participating group is preschoolers. Nice. Yeah. As far as grades go. Right. And um, I don't know which schools are higher. I wonder if all of those participating preschoolers are signed up for the thousand books before kindergarten. Not all of them are, but some of them. There's are. something that we need to do then, yeah. for sure. For, for sure. sure. Anyway, so I have this whole cool report. Let's hear some of it. Um, so we did have some increases in participation and engagement, but also nice. some decreases. Oh no, what's up with that? I don't know. And it's hard to say, I guess I'm not comparing it. I don't have the numbers of like enrollment for the schools oh, to sure. see if that sure. affects it right. or anything. Right. So I don't have the whole picture. Right. But baby engagement went way up. We had 28% finish the program this year nice. and only 14% did last year. That's good. Yeah. That's amazing. But the opposite happened in the kids program. <gasps> Uh-oh. 30% finished last year, 22% finished this year. Wow. But way more signed up. So it could be the same number of people finished. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no. no. <laughs> it's about 40 fewer. Oh, okay. Fewer? Fewer. <laughs> <laughs> Good on me. Um, but we did have less and fewer, fewer teens sign up, mm -hmm. but more finish this year. Oh, wow. What do you know? Yeah. That's cute. I know. It's kind of. She has pie charts. I, I, pie I had charts. to look at the pie charts. The pie charts just show, like, as a percentage, like, how many um, pieces of pie there were days they read <laughs> or logged anyways so this light blue is they logged less than 10 days of uh -huh. reading so that could be zero yeah yeah it could be it could be zero but that means they did sign up okay and so this year we had 249 unique readers read 536 new books into the library good job yeah that's pretty impressive yeah that number is not a number they give me right so i had to, you had to count i had to them. scroll through oh. these spreadsheets and like wow. delete duplicates and stuff which is an important statistic for me to get that's right um we had an average 18 babies every week at our baby story time yeah. i will say this year was the most well attended events year yet. yeah it, it was amazing we averaged 47 kids and 22 adults for outside stories. That's everybody. fantastic. And that includes Fourth of July week, which is like a big dip. Big down, yeah. So, yeah, 60 kids, 106 kids, 75 kids, 65 kids. These are just the weekly programs right. we had. Yeah, right. really good turnout at everything, pretty much. Not the movie, but that was Fourth of July. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very neat. I need to get into Beanstack and see what numbers we had. It's really I don't... cool, like, the way that they have updated, like, our ability to get like statistics mm -hmm. and insights mm -hmm. uh, on all kinds of different. Right. I don't think we're going to have very much information available just because of how wacky this This year, was. Yeah. yeah. Considering that all of Fire It Up had to happen outside of Beanstack, mm -hmm. I doubt if anybody actually signed, no, signed up. No, and I would say I didn't like actively discourage people from signing up on Beanstack, but mm -hmm. I was like, you don't need to do yeah, it. You're not going to get anything out of that. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, we're looking forward to getting back to where we're supposed yeah. to be in the summer so that we can take full advantage of the, the tools that are available to us. Yeah, because mm -hmm. the, the book recommendation tools inside Beanstack are really cool. Mm -hmm. I think it, 
maybe especially for adults. Right. Um, and I do have on my list of things to do this month. This month is like already over and my list is overflowing. I've like crossed one thing off my list. <laughs> I just watched you cancel a meeting. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> I probably won't cancel that meeting. Um, I just thought it was next week. Nah, bummer. I know. Oh, well. Anyway, what was I saying? Your cup overflowed. <laughs> oh, one of my things I was planning to do was mm. to create like a like a guide for users using Beanstack just in general. Mm-hmm. And not specific to any particular reading right. challenge. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I, I mean, because it, I don't think that, I know for the adult population, we have not done any kind of education. Mm-hmm. And so that would be perfect. Yeah, now that you can utilize it in so many different ways, mm-hmm. it seems to be a little more useful yeah. than it did before. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. I like it quite a bit. Do and I like that like we can the, use it. Um, like the pathways reading recommendations thing? We haven't. Mm-mm, we haven't. I mean, we have... Because they do that inside of Beanstack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I set mine up, but I don't check it very often. Yeah. Because no, I mean, <laughs> I we have we would. have set up minimal things yeah. in Beanstack. We really haven't taken advantage of it at all. So so having this bump in our, our planning for this year just makes us more uh, excited about being able to use it next year. So, yeah. but... We didn't even offer prizes or anything through Beanstack this year, so right. I would be super surprised if anybody actually signed up. One of the things I was really actually pretty surprised for, and I don't, I didn't write down the numbers to share, but um, like because we don't require writing reviews of books right. and Beanstack, but a lot of people still did yeah. it, so that's really cool. Yeah, we yeah, and for ours, you had to write a review, but it had to be on a piece of paper, right. so it's a bit of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. So that's what I, um, one of the things I've been immersed in. I've been in total immersion in numbers, spreadsheets. Yeah. Oh, and here's another fun uh, total. So we had, um, I think, 22 summer reading volunteers this summer, and altogether they donated 292 hours and 15 minutes of their time. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, I don't think that it's ever, ever too many times to thank the volunteers for all that they give to us because half of the programs, well, three quarters of the programs that I run would not run without them. So, and it makes such a big difference. Like we had such dedicated volunteers this summer and like so many that we had somebody on that desk almost all of the time. Mm -hmm. Very Um, few instances. Right. mm -hmm. It really takes like a lot of, I don't know. It gives us more time to focus on like the events and right. all of the right. other stuff that we're doing. So. Right. And and for desk staff, mm-hmm. it's it makes it a lot less stressful to have to right. watch two desks at the same time. Right. And so. having to keep calling mm-hmm. um, people for help. And stuff. Exactly. So yeah. thank you, volunteers. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. You're great. You are great. What about you? What's going up? Um, you were showing us this morning that you have... Um, Small business toolboxes. Yeah, so your first one's going out next week? Yep, Monday it'll be up for checkout. And it is startups and business plans. So there are five physical books inside the toolbox and one audiobook. And then a binder with checklists and information particular to Washington State. Opening your own business. And so you come into the library, you grab the whole toolbox and it checks out as one item. And it's all about startups and business plans 
And that's the first of what will be six toolboxes. And this is available on Monday, August 19th. 19th. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, and the reason it's going to be available on the 19th, and I think this will go out three days after right. the 19th, um, is that on the 17th, we have a score presentation. And so we're going to make sure that they announce it, that it's going to be available on the 19th during the score thing. So, which you also won't be able to sign up for by the time this comes out. <laughs> I think we might have mentioned it last time. I, I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah. It was nitty gritty yeah. of entities. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting too because, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's going to be interesting too because it's um, Squirrel Fest on Saturday. Right. And so, but class starts at 10, so it should be fine. And you're not working that day. I am not. Me neither. Chris is there this Saturday, I right. believe. Is Jennifer back for Saturday? No. Oh, I wonder who's helping him. No one. Not me because I'm off. Right. <laughs> me too. Yeah. So. He'll be fine. He'll he's, be fine. He's the boss. He's he's can, the boss. he can do it. He bossed us last Saturday, too. Dang. Not on his week. What's up with that? He's just covering the bases. Wow. Good job, boss. Yeah. What else is going on? Oh, we just were approved for our third Humanities Washington grant of the oh. year. Yeah. So we'll have... Congratulations. Thank you. We will have David Smith coming, and this isn't until November 8th. It's a Friday. We're going to do 2 to 4 p.m. again like we did with Clarence Morawaki. Mm -hmm. um, and this one is um, right after elections, so this is going to be fun, but it's the Civil Conversations in an Angry Age presentation. So very much looking forward to yeah. that. Yeah. Well, that'll be great. It will be great. It's, it's wonderful how active that civic engagement corner has been. Mm -hmm. The books fly off of those shelves, so... I think people are hungry for information and knowledge and discussion. discussion. Yeah. yeah. So very excited about how this year has been in terms of civic engagement. Cool. Yeah. Go volunteer, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, well. Yes. Do you want to talk about our books now? Do I have anything else to say? Let's September, talk about October, college. November. Nope, nothing else to say. Okay. Okay. I have some stuff to talk about for later, like in November or December, but we have we, so we have much some time. time. We're going to be in season two by that time. Yeah. So. So here's some <laughs> things you can look forward to on the podcast. We're going to be next time doing a re-read watch discussion on Pet Cemetery. Right. Um, so I'm going to read that book this weekend. I don't have it yet. <gasps> I've been trying to get it. Oh, you I might have to actually buy it. Walmart or something. Oh. Walmart. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at any right, regular Amazon. store, you can just don't go there. Um, and I was trying to check it out from the library, but it's like miles and miles of hold. So oh, maybe I'll finish mine this weekend, and then I'll give it. There you go. I'll just give it to you. And then, are we having movie night? Yeah. At my house or at yours? Mine. Okay. I I don't. Either way, both of us have TVs. We do. Yeah. I have a TV. I have two dogs who like to watch TV. <laughs> And then the week after that, mm -hmm. Daniel's going to be on with me and we're going to be talking about scary stories to tell in the dark. Right. And band book week, which oh, is that kind all of together? Like coincide. That's nice. Um, and then, so those are some things to look There's forward to. There's a couple to. things right there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's yeah. enough. We'll find for some the more future. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> so our, um, our category? Mm hmm. For today, 
is a book set in college. It is. And you did not read that book I told you to read. I did not. Which was? I can't even remember. What was it? It was the Donna Tartt book, Secret History. No, I did not. That would have taken you a long time. It's a long book. Well, which is why I went with the comic book. I ended up reading Giant Days. Which I also really love. Yeah, and both you and Daniel recommended this, so... Can't go wrong. No, not at all. You want me to talk about it? Yes, please. All right, so I ended up reading, let's see, my numbers here, 16 volumes. Whoa. Yeah, because it was hilarious. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, so... And you don't even necessarily like comic books. I don't even like comic books, yeah. So it was pretty fun to watch it. And then it was hilarious because there's a lot of British humor Mm -hmm. in here and i love that so um and it was it was kind of funny too to watch these people interact with each other and and i mean it's ridiculous some of the things that they do (laughs) but it was really fun really uh hit the college uh lifestyle really well Mm -hmm. so yeah so what's it about it is about um, Susan, Esther, and Daisy, who started going to the university, and this one says three weeks ago, and they At became the very good friends, mm-hmm. yeah, um, because they're in their dorms next to each other, and um, all of the stories are essentially about how they navigate the world around them and deal with their friends, deal with boyfriends, deal with family, deal with school. <laughs> Esther has a problem with going to school, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Daisy's really innocent. Yeah. And as it goes on, there's lots of like funny like housing issues and like roommate stuff. Yeah. I'm right now, um, I think it's uh, volume 15. They're no longer living in their dorms. They had to go find a house and they're fighting with their friends who are male who are also looking for a house. And so they're right. trying okay. to schmooze the landlord so that they can get the house instead, instead of, of the boys. Yeah. 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 But it's an interesting thing. And it's, you know, it's really funny because it's very not way out there. You know, it's very relatable. Right. You you read it and you're like, oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> that could happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's it was very fun. So for not liking comic books, it was great. Mm-hmm. I've read... 16 volumes. (laughs) And I have also uh, volumes 17 through 20 waiting for me. So I used up all my checkouts for Hoopla on this. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Cool. So who's your favorite? You know, I... I I don't know. There are aspects of all three of them that I really like. Mm -hmm. And there are aspects of all three of them that I really don't like. So I like Susan because she is very straightforward yeah. and not a whole lot of emotion built no, into Susan's her. Pre-med. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like Esther just because she's crazy. Yeah. And I like Daisy because you don't know what's about to happen. I mean, she seems super innocent and then everything that she's trying to do is so far out there. So I like aspects. I would say Susan Susan is probably my favorite of the three. Susan's my favorite of the three too. But I think of all of the characters, I really like Ed. Oh yeah. Well he's such a sad sack. He really is. <laughs> and I his infatuation and, and yeah. And like later in this series I'm like, oh Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? Uh, well, yeah. I um He's great. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because, you know, he's your typical puppy dog mm-hmm. following around yeah so 
I get a kick. I, I don't know why, but um, what's that? What's that guy's name? The one with the mustache? McGrath. Thank you. He's he's my dream boy. Is comic he? Book boyfriend. <laughs> I laugh because he seems like he's like 60 years old. <laughs> he's like a real like Ron Swanson type. <laughs> and he goes, when he's feeling bad, he goes and saws wood. Yeah. <laughs> he's always building stuff. Oh my gosh. That was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, but lots of relationships, breaking up, getting together. Yeah. Yeah, and there's some things like, I I really like this series. I don't think you have to read it in order to enjoy it. But if you do, there'll be like, you know, issues and issues where something doesn't come up. And then it like comes back again. And uh-huh. you're like, oh, there's that mm-hmm. thing I was wondering if they're ever going to address. Or right. that joke has come back or whatever. Right. Yeah, I um I read them in order all the way up to where I am mm-hmm. and um, I think that if I were able to check out more I would have checked out a bunch more well, and we just have kept going at the library too. right but I meant right then <laughs> but you know my my lack of interest in comic books is probably going to put an end to my oh. reading these I mean they're very cute they're very fun mm-hmm. and I would say go read them and they're fast I mean they are funny and clever and so you don't notice you know the pages going on yeah. and the art is really actually you know, it it catches your eye. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, I can't sustain comic books for very long. I've been reading these for several years, <laughs> and they're just fantastic. Yeah. I just, I can't stay with them. But then again, I can't watch television, so I'm just, I'm a sad sack, Becky. <laughs> no. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. So anyway, what did you read? So I read the book I said I was going to read. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) And it is called Again, But Better. Nice. Oh, I'm getting story time right here, guys. Nice. It's got a great cover. Um, It's by Christine Riccio. That's what I I would say. Um, And uh, so she's a YouTuber. Mm -hmm. And that is interesting. I don't follow. She's like. She YouTube's about books and stuff. Okay. Um, and I've never seen any of her videos. I think maybe if I had, I would have liked the book uh-huh. less. Okay. So um, based on reviews I've read, where people like this character is basically Christine. Oh, okay. Um, but this is about a uh, college student mm-hmm. who attends. Uh, they use a fake university name. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be like NYU. Mm-hmm. And she does a semester abroad in London. Mm-hmm. She is pre-med um, on her parents, based on her parents' wishes for her, essentially, okay. mm-hmm. and lies to them and says that this uh, study abroad program is for pre-med students, but really it's a creative writing program. Okay. And she hasn't been happy with, like, her college experience because she's, like, really, really shy and awkward. Mm-hmm. So she sees this as, like, a opportunity to, like, try again, right. basically. Okay. So that's the again but better. Kind of. Okay. So that's, like, right. part of it. Okay. Um, so she goes, and the first like fifty pages are so cringy and awkward. Yeah, I almost just put the book down and didn't keep reading. Oh my god! I was like, oh no, this is terrible. Like this is so bad. Why is this happening? Oh no. Um, but then it got better, <laughs> and I think that's supposed to like illustrate how like cringy and awkward a person the main character is, and what I can't remember her name, Shane. Oh, of course. Um. <laughs> That Um, was cringe right there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How 
how awkward she is. And then and then she gets better. Um, but it was like too much. Mm-hmm. It was like she was 12. Oh. Anyways, but I persevered mm-hmm. and then I ended up enjoying it um, for the most part. So she um, ends up making friends with her roommates and stuff. So everybody at this study abroad, she doesn't have any interactions with like English students. Okay. She's just there with a bunch of other American study abroad students in their dorm. And then they travel to like Rome and Paris. For a book that takes place in London, there's like hardly any no England in it nice. at all. I was like, why would you do study abroad and then not talk to any English people? Right. I didn't do study abroad. But, but you wouldn't have done it that way? No. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> same people go to the same university as it's me. It's more like a tour. In a different did. city. <laughs> Anyways, she ends up like hitting it off right away with this guy who also has a terrible name. And it is Pilot. No. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I almost threw up a little bit. (laughs) So, Pilot. Yeah. And then, but he has, like, a girlfriend. And then it falls apart pretty quick. And then she kind of moves on with her life. And then her parents find out that she's not studying, like, medicine. And they freak out. Her dad is, like, seems pretty terrible person. Mm -hmm. And then, but she just, like, keeps doing what they say. Right. Moves on. And then, like, it kind of has, like, a flash forward a little bit. Oh, it takes place in 2011, too. Oh, okay. The 2011 references are strong. Yeah. So it did kind of, like, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I had just kind of finished graduate school back then. Right. So, I don't know. Um. So I knew college students that were her age okay. at that time, right. I guess. So f- flashes forward, and she's, like, finished um, medical school, and she is, like, applying for residencies, and she's back in New York, and she's like, I have to meet up with this guy. I, like, went to Paris with for a weekend when I was, like, 19. When I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she was 20. Anyways, <laughs> and they go out for coffee, and then they get stuck in the elevator, and they travel back in time. Okay. So um, this is also the, again, but better part. Gotcha. Is that they end up back... Like day one in their dorms, but both of them are speaking to English people. Both of them have the whole memory of the rest, like the intervening six years. Weird. Yeah. Okay. And they're like, uh. So there's also this like woman who is gonna, she can send them back to the future if they decide that they don't want to try it again. I don't know. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) And at that point, it turns into like a romance novel. I see. So then you were happy. So then I was like, this is better. (laughs) (laughs) Also, she's like a grown up essentially now in a 20 year old in her 20 year old form. Right. So that's like the whole thing. Like if you could go back knowing what you know now. Right. Like that's essentially what she does. But also she's like basically a doctor. Uh huh. And she's like, I'm just going to actually pursue writing now. Oh. So that's part of the story. And he was like, I read it all in a day. It was enjoyable, but I would say like not good. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I do know. Um, But it did kind of, it had a, and maybe it was the 2011 setting, but it kind of reminded me of when I first really started reading YA. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's really what it reminded me of. (laughs) Interesting. So is it YA? It is. Yeah, it sounds YA. And it for sure, like, it is Uh adult-sized. YA books tend to, you know, like, be smaller. Right. Um, But it definitely has that appeal i think more yeah. for teens yeah yeah 
it sounds very divergent kind of, you know, where you have these things happening, you make a choice and then you fall in love and that's what happens. Right. <laughs> that's how that happens. That's YA right there. And um, you're a vampire or a werewolf. Well, I mean, there's time travel in here, but none of the other stuff. But then I was like, so if I travel back in time six years, knowing mm-hmm. what I know now, mm-hmm. like there's other things you could do besides just like kind of change personal choices that you made. Right. You know? Yeah. You could like warn people about natural sure. disasters. Yeah. But don't they tell you that... The lady who sent them back in time right. through the elevator yes. did not give them any... No, no, no. Rules. But I mean, whenever you watch going back in time sure. situations, don't they tell you that whatever you do could alter everything, but the results are going to be the same regardless of how they are altered? If that person's supposed to die, that person's going to die anyway? I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess it depends on which theory you right, subscribe to. Right, there's different like, rules for time traveling. And this isn't, I guess... And you're not supposed to see your former self. Right, but right. she is her former self. So she's so not actually isn't, time Isn't like really traveling. time travel. It's like brain... It's like Groundhog Day, six years. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Brain travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I to think about how that works in terms of... Like all kinds of stuff, really. Wormholes. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was just thinking like personal stuff. So she has all this medical knowledge and right. now she's at, you know, she's not going to end up pursuing that. But basically she has this extra education, but she couldn't even use it because people want proof that you have that education. Right. She doesn't have that. <laughs> no, not then. Yeah. yeah. She just knows it. But then they would think she was like some sort of yeah, like, protege, yeah. some medical protege. <laughs> and she uses machines that aren't even in invented yet yeah but she doesn't go into medicine so it's all um, so she screws that up too (laughs) essentially is what you're saying she becomes a youtuber (laughs) (laughs) i could have been a doctor (laughs) but i love youtube but now i'm on youtube (laughs) that's hilarious oh one of the things they do do in the past do do (laughs) i mean they probably do do in the past (laughs) but she so her boyfriend or whatever, um, he plays guitar, obviously. <laughs> of course, he's and, a pilot, know, right? His name is Pilot Pen. <laughs> I you know, like seriously, throw up a little bit. <laughs> you know, like you the, know, Pilot Pens you right. buy at the store. Okay. He's named after a brand of pen. <clears throat> Anyways, so this is the thing that she wants to use her future knowledge to do. Is she's Tell like, me. let's sing a cover of Wrecking Ball and post it on YouTube, but the song isn't even out yet. Oh my God. Like, that's what you're going to do? Oh my God. You know, <laughs> there's other things you could have done. She seems quite shallow. Yeah. She's, yeah. Uh, it makes it hard to, to relate to somebody when their thoughts are so shallow. Well, she, so she has this internship at this travel magazine. She almost blows it several times before realizing, like, oh, I shouldn't blow this opportunity. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, and yeah, like I said, she doesn't interact with any English people. That's like the weirdest part to right. me. To go to a country and then not meet right. the people. I mean, yeah. there's the people at the magazine, mm-hmm. they're English. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't know. I'm like, it didn't feel like a, like a study abroad book. It kind of reminded me of the book Anna and the French Kiss, mm-hmm. which is a YA book about a girl who goes to the school like American high school in Paris. Oh, okay. So everyone there is mm-hmm. American, except for her love interest is actually British. So there's more English people in that book. In France. In France. Than in this book in England. Right. That's pitiful. Anyways. So I'm like, I'd, 
I'd medium recommend it. Medium. I wouldn't recommend it to medium you. Medium cold. You, oh, yeah, I already know. You wouldn't survive uh-uh. the first 40 Mm-mm. or 50 pages of total awkwardness. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Oh, and she's like obsessed with Lost. It's very too funny. I don't want to read that. So I've been reading this other book, and I'd hoped to get it done so I could talk um, in depth about this one as well. Mm-hmm. But I didn't finish it. But look, this is how far I am. You're very far. Um, what is that book? This one is. And called, why are you reading it? Well, it's also on the topic okay. we're discussing. It's called Emergency Contact. Mm-hmm. It's by Mary H. K. Choi. Uh-huh. And I am reading because nominated for the 2021 Evergreens. Okay. And it is about um, Penny. Mm-hmm. And she is a, a freshman in college. Mm-hmm. She goes to the UT Austin. Okay. And then this guy is her roommate's. Ex step uncle. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so her roommate's grandfather was married to his mother for a very brief period gotcha. of time. Okay. And he works at a coffee shop. He's had to drop out of college because he doesn't have any money. And so they meet briefly one time, and then she runs into him having a panic attack on the side of the street. No. Oh. He doesn't know what it is at the time, mm-hmm. but she. Does. Does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so she helps him out and then they like give each other their phone numbers so they she in the case of emergency. Yeah, in case mm-hmm. of emergency basically. Mm-hmm. So they become each other's emergency contacts and then they start texting all of the time. Mm-hmm. And I really, really like this book. Nice. Um it's got like a lot of like witty banter. Mm-hmm. When you're texting, you have to be really good at witty banter. Right. And if you're yeah. writing texting, mm-hmm. you just you gotta do a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um it doesn't look like a lot of texting when I flip through it, mm-hmm. but there is a lot of texting. Here's a bunch. Yeah. And so, like, I assume it's going to get romantic, but it has not at this point. And you are almost <laughs> done with that book. They're friends. He's got, like, a lot of drama stuff going on, so yeah. it wouldn't be appropriate at this time. So, how much older is he? He is, I think he's, like, three or oh, okay. four years so older than So, it's one of those wacky kind of ex- Oh, like her, her grandpa married his mom and his, you know, there was like a big age difference yeah, between that's them. what I was, yeah, yeah getting at. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so this book is like, it doesn't feel as much as like a college book because it's like a lot of his stuff going on where he doesn't, he's not in college. And then, um, she is just now like kind of making friends with somebody in her writing class. Uh-huh. So... It doesn't have the same kind of like, oh, they're, you know, going to class and they're learning stuff. Right. Kind of feel that. So Even this one doesn't really, but as like Giant Days does yeah. or um, something like Fangirl. Or, right. And then that's another one I'm not going to read. Mm, so. so good. Yeah. <laughs> Matilda's like, don't do it, mom. But this one kind of, and I don't know if it just is reminding me of this because coincidentally I also watched the movie last night, but it reminds me of a little bit of like You've Got Mail. Oh, Mm -hmm. You know what I thought of when you started describing it was that, um, what is that book that you recommended that Gemini, Gemini, what's that where they're on spaceships and they send notes back and forth to each other? It was nothing like that. No, I meant just in terms of short notes (laughs) going back and forth. Weirdo. Illuminae is the first one. That's that's it. That's it. That's Gemini and then Obsidio. Yeah. I didn't make it through the second one. I read the first one. Yeah. Yay, go me. Woo. Good job. You really did it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) 
I do think it's curious, though, that in the YA books, you see that kind of um, real life language use that you probably won't see in the adult books as much because there's the whole texting aspect where you have really short, brief, but they have to be clever interchanges or exchanges. And then you have like on that Illuminae Mm -hmm. that, you know, their entire conversations were happening on these very strange spaceship things. Yeah, so, so Illuminae is told is that it's like a, a dossier, and so it's all transcripts and memos and, like, descriptions of surveillance videos and mm-hmm. the AI talking. Yep. It's great. She loved it. You're breathing really loud <laughs> with the microphone. Do you know that? <laughs> um, and I also have a couple of other, like, teen books set in college that I need to read pretty soon. But I think it's definitely something that's starting to come out more. I think that the market has been asking for it for a little For that while. age range? Mm-hmm. Or that? No, for like, because um, there are a lot of uh, like new adult books that are set in college, but those tend to be like really steamy oh, romances. Right. So like not necessarily for teenagers or like mm-hmm. high schoolers or whatever, mm-hmm. unless that's what they want. That's fine. But thinking more of like a book that's, written f- with that audience in mind mm-hmm. but set in college to kind of give them that, that transition yeah 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 it's hard to go from twilight to <laughs> i don't know i don't even know what a, a college lusty book would be like um oh man i read a couple like right when that john when that john was like really gonna hot. be like the next big thing yeah when it's really hot <laughs> and i was like this is not good it I mean, a lot of them are, let me tell you, like a girl gets assaulted at a party Uh-oh. and then some guy saves her and then she falls in love with the guy that saves her. Oh. And I'm like, mm, that's not the kind of story I'm looking for. No, that's not the kind of world I'm looking <laughs> no. for. Seriously. So huh. I'd prefer something like emergency. Yeah, I think that's much. Well, and I think that it's more realistic too. you. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I know for a fact about two college aged women mm-hmm. who They're not are gonna... more emergency contact yeah. than anything else. So, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, with that said, what are we doing next time? We're talking about Pet cemetery. We're not going to do one of <gasps> our books. We could do that too. Mm. Do we have one that kind of is a short one or goes along with it in some way? Hmm. Let me rustle my papers. What haven't we done? Russell? I don't know anybody named Russell. <laughs> really? One of my brother's best friends is named Russell. I don't know him. (laughs) He's a character. I just told you. I don't know him anymore. What? You're making funny sounds. (laughs) Um, I have the New Zealand one left. (gasps) I still have the Scandinavia one left. Mm. I have the journalism one. one left. We could. And that's all I have left. So I've already read my journalism one. Yeah, I'm having a hard time finding when I, I want read to read. Blood. I know. Um, you we talked about that. I know. Yeah. Did you follow any of her trial stuff that's set for next year? No. Oh, okay. I watched a little bit of the um, some documentary that was on TV. Yeah. But I think. Ouch. They, sorry. They had showed like some footage from like the depositions in the oh, documentary. Okay. But, um, Is that the one with the no blinking? Or that was in the book. Where she doesn't blink. She, they all talk about yeah. it. Freaky no blinker. She's just a no blinker. <laughs> Her eyes must Did be super dry. Did we do the dry. book with a color in the title? Yeah. 
I did. I did um, black. Oh right, green. we just did that. One. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> She's had a trying day. <laughs> Cut her some slack. So we could do the Australia or New Zealand okay. one. I'm going to do Bone People for that one. What is one I've had for a while? Anyways, I have one. I don't know what it's called, but I know exactly where it is. Cool. Um, and as far as Pet cemetery is concerned, I suppose I just need to get my hands on it. Yeah. And then put my eyeballs on it. Put your hands on it. Put your eyeballs Whoa. on it. Whoa. Did you um, check Libby? Yeah. Did you check? I've got it on hold, actually. It's not on Hoopla. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. Do I have two copies of Pet Cemetery? I have no idea what you have, Becky. I don't. I only have the one. Let me just it's see. It's like an original on. hardcover. Oh, it just came back. It's on the shelving cart. <gasps> Grab it for me. <laughs> if you can hear us. Yes. Please grab it for me. Daniel. <laughs> He's listening to this like next week. <laughs> grab that book for me. Yeah, I'll grab it when I go back to the library. Great. Cool. That All worked right. out well. Don't tell anybody else it's there. Super. I have to beat it out there. <laughs> so next time we'll be talking about Pet Cemetery. Correct. Um, we don't have the movie at the library yet. Correct. But I sent an email to Chris. ASAP. Um, asking if you could get it. I don't know if it'll come in time. We might have to red box it or something. Okay. I don't know if it's in red box. We'll find out. I guess we could order it from the internet. We could do that. How do you order movies from the internet? Um. Well, I have Voodoo. Voodoo. I do. Voodoo. Do you voodoo? I do voodoo, do you? <laughs> I voodooed one time. Did you now? That sounds dirty. <laughs> I voodooed. <laughs> I voodooed uh, the Christmas toy. Oh, really? Which is a children's movie. <laughs> Did you ever see that? No. Mm. Have I talked to you about it before? Yes, you have. So good. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite Christmas movie. That's too funny. I'm just trying to think. I mean, what come... It's been out for a while, right? The new one? Are you putting your eyeball? <laughs> the, the new um the new Pet Cemetery movie has been out for a little while. Okay. Well we'll get I it. I know Angelique was telling me about it. Oh she she's thought? totally spoiled the ending. No. But I don't know. I don't care because I, I already know how it ends. Well I mean it's not the first time <laughs> they've made the movie. Spoiler if you already know. I've never seen the old movie. You've never seen it? <gasps> Maybe we should watch that one. Oh my gosh, that one makes me want to puke a little bit. It's scary. Yeah. Who's in that one? I don't know, but they're scary. I'll tell you. Hold on. I never saw it, but I <sighs> definitely don't need to like to visualize everything that happened. Did you watch oh, that movie man. yet? That that was so scary. You promised Daniel you'd watch. Yes, I did. No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Tell yeah. Me. It was very think? good. It was great. And that man is scary. Sugar. <laughs> He now that book when I read that I was actually afraid. I mean that man is scary and the things he would do just to do heads or tails. Nah, no. No. <laughs> um but then um was it Javier Bordem is that his name? Mm -hmm. He was amazing as that man and he was very scary. Yeah, not so sexy. No. As he normally super is. Scary. And the freaky hairdo. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That alone was off-putting. How does it compare to the book? It it was very similar. It was very similar and I think that they did a really good job of conveying the level of violence that is just constant through the whole book. And I found myself 
very much paying attention to the movie where, you know, I don't like to pay attention. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like exactly. <laughs> but I paid attention and I was like, oh, no way. <laughs> so I watched um You've Got Mail Last Night. Right. Um, this is so um last week Barnes and Noble sold to um the company that owns Waterstone. Uh-huh. And it is a private like company and uh, Barnes Noble was a publicly traded company right. before mm-hmm. and so they bought out like all of the shareholders um, and I was reading about this in like a book selling newsletter that I get and then it um, had like a profile about um, Len Regio who started Barnes Noble well he like made Barnes Noble what it was um, and this was like reading all about you know how successful the bookstore was in like the 90s and I was like oh man this makes me want to watch You've Got Mail. Oh, my God. So then I got it, and then it, it also reminded me of the book that I was reading. Oh so it's just like everything's connected. <laughs> so after I finished watching the movie last night, I was like, oh, they just don't make rom-coms like they used right. to. Um, so I was like, let me make sure I've watched all the movies that these writers wrote. Right. So I was looking on IMDb, and I have. It's like Nora Ephron and Delia Ephron. Right. But I saw that um, Delia Ephron had also written the screenplay for The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, uh-huh. which I think is a movie that is better than the book. Wow. Yeah. Huh? Staying it right now. Oh my gosh. Don't let she, him hear There was you. like this weird, gross kind of plot line in Sisterhood oh. of the Traveling Pants I didn't like. She just totally changed Took it. it out. She's good. like, this is dumb. I'm going to make it better. <laughs> good for her. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So here's who's in that. There's a... I don't know any of those people. You know Fred Gwynn. No, I don't. Yeah, it's Mr. Munster. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> You know that person. That's I know this guy, Stephen King. There we go. Is he I in recognize it? Does he have like a little, that uh, cameo. I don't think he was in the first one. Boy, that first one. And Fred Gwynn, he is the old guy that you know tells the legend. Mm. The whole thing is just frightening and gross. When did this movie come out? 1999, I think is what it says. Uh-uh. Hold on, let me see. 1989, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, 1989. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's better. <laughs> like, I know every movie that came out in 1999. <laughs> 99, 89. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. There was this book that I don't think we have. Uh, that I had been reading about that it's all about movies that were made in 1999. Right. And how it was like this golden year for cinema. Uh-huh. And I was like, I agree. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> but like, if you really think about it, like what came out in 1999? Like The Matrix came out. Oh, you know that? Matilda came out. She's all that. <laughs> she is all that. <laughs> oh, maybe that came out in two thousand. That was hilarious. Anyways, oh, oh boy. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Matrix. Um, I will tell you is one of my favorite movies ever, ever. I mean, and I like it so much. So Matilda was born in nineteen ninety nine, and um, when we would put her down for a nap, I would play The Matrix. <laughs> put her to sleep so she's got dragula running through her yeah. head little rob zombie at least you didn't name her after one of the characters of the true matrix. true i mean if you're named after one of the characters of the matrix that's fine <laughs> no judgment for me yeah but i named her matilda that was it good job thank you 
<laughs> so I just put the pet cemetery on hold for myself, just in case. Great. Thanks. Not going to matter if somebody has it in their little hand, but. I'm sure you can get it in time. Yeah, I'm hoping. When are we going back to the library? Pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <clears throat> okay, so that's what we're doing next time. Yep. Do you have anything else to share with us? Well, I um, want to make sure everybody clues in for the next one because we're going to debut our new theme oh, yeah. song. It'll be uh, season two, episode one next time. Oh, my God. So we've been doing this for a year now. Holy crud. Yeah. Huh? That's amazing. That is amazing. We are amazing. We are amazing. <laughs> um, well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, you've been listening to Your Shelf. Or mine. I'm Becky. I'm Elizabeth. Okay, thanks. Bye. Okay, bye. Studio time for Your Shelf or Mine, donated by KLOG, Cooking Country, and 101.5 The Wave. Your local stations are proud to support the Longview Public Library and your shelf or mine. Waiting for you. Here I am. <laughs>